From the art of the deal to keeping it real. Keeping it real. Live from the Simply Vegas studios, it's the Power Move with John Gafford. Back again. Back again. And and literally, Colt. Back All again. of us. All of us back, back again. again yeah, finally. It's, I feel like it's the extended like the Backstreet Boys had a breakup and then Donnie made up and now that now we're back. We're back. Donnie well, wasn't on Backstreet Boys. Was he? I who knows? Welcome to the welcome to the Power Move. My name is John Gafford. I am one of your hosts. One of your hosts on our podcast. I was going to say, according podcast. to everybody, Chris knows <laughs> on our podcast. <laughs> with me, my left is the Bulgarian mongoose, back from his extended tour of the Polynesian <laughs> Islands. It was extended for and sure. extended, and as always, the counselor, Chris Connell. How are you, counselor, guys? How are you? Yes. So, 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 Chris. Uh, so apparently, Chris keeps getting asked. Oh my God, were you on John's podcast? And it's like, yeah, every week. <laughs> For a year, for a year and, a and a half. That's how it was. So yeah. So we are going to change the graphics because I mean, let's face it, boys. It, it's our podcast. It's not my podcast, and we're going to change the graphics and I mean, be more inclusive. What did Seneca say about trying to hold on to anything? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Let her, let her, Probably let something her really smart. Let her love. <laughs> something really smart. <laughs> I don't know. He said something smart. He said I wasn't paying attention. I don't know. I wasn't yeah, really listening. Wasn't really. And that's how it goes. So here's the question. Colt, how, how was the islands? Tell us all about it. It's amazing, guys. It was beautiful, great weather. Um, Oahu? Oahu, Waikiki. Little, little uh, crowded. Commercial. Yeah. But no, we, we enjoy it. Um, but turned into a little nightmare trying to get home. So we stayed. We were supposed yeah. to for the, originally for, be Friday, and yeah. it's Monday mornings, Monday afternoon. Yeah. For those of you listening to this, if you want to extend a vacation, just do like Colt. Drug, Drug your smallest child. He'll have a re- <laughs> have some sort of a reaction, and you get an extra two days out of it. What'd you drug him with? How is this your fault? Oh, I... John's like, of course it's your fault, of right? Course. I'm like, yeah, my wife of pissed off. The <laughs> wife is so pissed off, like I did this. So originally we were supposed to come home Friday, right? Yeah, yeah. And I extended it to Saturday. Then Saturday, flight got delayed for eight hours. So she's pissed there. I get on flight, getting ready, taxi off. Son gets allergic reaction. Ah, my fault. <laughs> to- totally. Yeah. Should have gone home Friday, you piece of shit. Then <laughs> Waikiki has more hotels than probably Vegas, right? Yeah, they got a bunch. Everything of them. was sold out. Everything. I found a hotel at three in the morning. First off, everybody was like, "Yeah, we got the penthouse for two thousand dollars a night. You got to check out in eight hours." I'm like, no, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. we're sleeping like, on the fo- yeah. airport. Yeah, <laughs> we'll go sleep on the beach. For a futon by the ice machine, is that possible? What's that going to run? That was a good one. Yeah. A little expensive, like but that was your trip. <laughs> I haven't our, seen you guys since our, your trip. Our, our trip was great. You'll have oh, to yeah. listen. You'll have to, you'll have to listen to last talked week's podcast it. where we talked about it because we don't want to bore. This is about right. the audience, Colt. It's right, not it's about hard. you. It's actually partially about Colt, just in general. You, you know what? It, it, just it, 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 you know what? I see him only worried about himself, which is why, folks, today we're going to talk about emotional intelligence today on the podcast because it's something you should be very concerned with. And honestly, Colt. We're very concerned with yours. But should you care about other no, people? No, we, we, we are. So, so we're going to talk about, not only are we going to talk about- That was a question. Just that was double down insane. on the- I don't know. Double down on the premise. So, so not Who only are we going to talk about it today. You. I know. We're going to talk about it today, but we're also going to give Colt an emotional intelligence quiz right on the whole podcast yeah. and see how that goes. But- Here we- You know, I feel like I got, I feel like I got to rage against the machine a little bit before we get started. Because I got to tell you, I'm tired of something. I'm tired of it. And I'll tell you what I'm tired of. And I know that I was going to try to be the kinder, gentler 
last week as I, as I decided to, you know, end the war with Chili's, <laughs> which I did. It, there was a skirmish there towards the end of the podcast. Yeah, I'm back saying up. it was. It's going to take a while for the, for the you know, it's, it's like the leaders can end it, but the troops are still going to have enough animosity <laughs> to, to fire like a shot. There's still people on islands still fighting yeah, for Japan. <laughs> exactly. 40 years there's going to be some pot shots that get fired off. There, there's no question there, but, <laughs> but yeah, but, but I'm going to rage against it. There's a certain type of company and there's a ton of them out there. And these companies are becoming more and more prevalent. And the idea is we're disruptors. We're disruptors. We're disruptors. Now I understand. I sent Connell a thing and we'll talk about this at, at detail at some point, cause I'm going to watch it, but there's cinema, a cinema, a video on convergence last night of disruption and how it can crumble a civilization and all these things. And we will talk about that in another one, but he didn't get a chance to watch the whole thing and they don't have a coloring book yet that Cole can get through. So when yeah. that all happens, we will, uh, we'll get through it. We'll get, we'll get through it. I know. We'll right? it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Cole. I missed you. Man. I know. This, this, it's see, like three weeks of it is. This is, up. this is how men show appreciation for each other. They give each other shit. This yeah. is what they do. Do your friends right? even care about you? No, they don't. Compliment Again, her. there you if go. You, if, you, if you walked in here today and I said, Connor, you look great, and left it at that, you, you would want to know. Call, like, what's on my face? <laughs> You'd want to know what's going on. I don't like my hair either. Why did <laughs> you break my balls? <laughs> You'd immediately think something was wrong. There's no question. So anyway, but back to back to the, my issue. So in the, in the name of in the name of disruption, there's all of these companies that emerge in the real estate space, and they're all designed to somehow make it easier, better, more convenient, more positive for the consumer. And they all have this same methodology behind their marketing, behind their messaging, and behind what they do. And I want to expose that today. And here's what it is. So first of all, there is no dollar in a transaction ever that comes anywhere out of anyone's pocket except for the homeowner one way or another. Because if you look at it and it's commissions you pay and they want a part of the commission or they want whatever else, that's what the consumer is paying. And if these companies are taking any part of that, that's coming out, not the realtor's pocket. I mean, yes, it is. But effectively, in the greater scheme of things, on the closing statement, it's coming out of the seller's pocket. You're paying somebody else instead of paying the realtor. Number two, they are after the equity in the house through one way or another, right? Through if it's, if it's a wholesaler that is contracting the property and then flipping it to an end buyer without ever closing on it, ever doing anything, that is equity that could have gone to the homeowner. Now, the problem I have with this is, again, eyes wide open, buyer beware, all of those things, but the only people capable of blowing the whistle and informing consumers about what really is happening within these companies are the people that do what I do. Real estate professionals, brokers, agents that are smart and understand what these companies are really doing. So these companies are not dumb. They all follow the same, same tactic. And what that tactic is, is this. Somewhere in their pitch, they have to villainify realtors. They have to make us look greedy. They have to make it look like this is somehow going to hurt us. Therefore, if we say anything against their process, their delivery, however they do it, we're just doing it out of our own self-serving interest. Protectionism. Right? So let's take the only people that can actually argue this intelligently and let's villainify them before it even gets started. Now, where did all, where's all this coming from? All this is coming from is because I got made aware of a company and I'm going to name it by name because I think what they do is awful. And the name of the company is Home Options. And there's a bunch of these springing up. And this is what this company does. 
what this company does is they're running ads all over, all over the place that say, we will give you money simply for being a homeowner, simply for owning a home. We're just going to give you money. Now, what you're doing by signing their contract is you're going into a contract that states that if you sell your house anytime in the contract that I saw, one of our agents went to a listing presentation and somebody was dumb enough to have signed this for six, 700 bucks, they have a contract through 2045 with this company that states that this company gets to okay their realtor, either the, it has got to has come from their network or your realtor can pay to join their network. And then they have the luxury of paying them a referral fee and they lean your house over it. So here's the problem with this. If you look at the quantum leap in efficiency with AI that's coming, do you, and look, I'm a real estate broker, whatever, and there's no standardized listing commission, there's no standardized buyer's commission, but do you really think that commission percentages are going to be the same as they are today in 20 years? The, the answer is absolutely not. There's no way. There's just no way. So the reality of it is, is you are exchanging 500 bucks today for what could potentially cost you tens of thousands right. 15 years from now. Yeah, that's it's an interesting question. When you talk about changes and certain things, not to jump into AI, but kind of made me think of something. There's a reason why we do things the way we do them, right? People think it's, I'm going to become a disruptor. I'm going to go disrupt the market because I got this value to add. But it's never the people that are like transacting that are disrupting the market. It's not like, hey, I got this CRM that's making your transaction more efficient. What it is, is I want to find a way to tax you, right? These are called tax seekers in economics, mm -hmm. right? They're always trying to take a slice of someone else's pie. How can I get that slice yeah. of pie, right? And that's what taxi drivers saw Uber drivers as, but whatever, it's a more efficient system. So taxi drivers are becoming Uber drivers and it's, it's fine. That's not a problem because they're adding value. There's all these efficiencies, but people do things sometimes in a certain way and have for a long time because that's how humans kind of operate, right? Like lawyers have to do certain things a certain way. That's because there's been 50,000 other things that have happened that you didn't see that chiseled away the marble till you get the statue of David, mm -hmm. right? Realtors, selling your home isn't just about listing it and doing all those things. You've There have been multiple examples of, of the companies that'll list them for a very small amount of percentage, and then they get no customer service, yeah. right? And then they, they all these other services go missing. So there's a reason kind of these things average out to be this amount, right? Over time, over different markets, <clears throat> across years of this type of service. It's probably been the same for 50 years. Right, but, but what I'm saying is there is a quantum leap in what we're doing right now that's coming. And it's going, and it's, but here's the thing, there's no way, like you're telling me you think the commission rates by percentage will be the same in 20 years as they are now? You really believe that? I don't know, but there is, like I said, there is a regression to the mean because of what you're doing, right? Because there's a certain amount of people out there that are doing a job, they're salespeople. Sales percentages for a lot of things have stayed constant across different industries because it takes a certain amount of, of, of pay to attract a professional to do this because they have their own bills to pay. And if not, you'll drown out that market, you know? So all these things, I think there's a deeper economics to it. And you can say AI is going to affect how real estate's done. At the end of the day, you're never going to stop being a human who want human interaction when you're doing something. Well, see, but here's it's, what I think is going to happen. I think all of the grunt work behind the, behind the scenes that we have to do is going to be replaced by AI 
down to CMAs, market reports, updates on listing prices. All of those things yeah. will be automated. So what's going to happen is the amount of agents that we have doing this job is going to dramatically shrink over the next 20 years. Okay. That's, dramatically. That's, yeah, very true. So a guy like me, who is very, very good at this, I will probably have... I mean, I'll be able to take rather, you know, I'll be, I will be able to effectively manage so many more clients through the ease that I will, okay. the, the income levels will still be the same for those that are good at this yeah, job. It'll just change how it's done. It'll, but the percentages to the, to the clients, what they're paying will be less. I yeah. firmly believe that. And if you're locking yeah, yourself, could be. and if you're locking yourself in to a commission rate 20 years from now, and you're allowing them to lean your house in exchange for a couple hundred bucks. That's nuts. Dude, that's just crazy. But yeah. the problem is they're framing it in a way of, well, no, it's we're take all this money these agents spend on on marketing. We're just taking it out of their pocket and putting it in yours. What percentage of people do you know that are happy with their timeshare? Oh God, none. That's still <laughs> that's not true. You know, you know what? You know what? Good old Frank M. Gafford. My pops loved his timeshare. I got share. my uncle he loved uh, it. <laughs> Ken Ubell loved his one timeshare that was time that had a time cap on it and it expired. Yeah. Ask your average person that owns a timeshare, hey, what would you like to do with your timeshare? The answer is always, I would like to not have it right now. That's why you can find them for a dollar on eBay. They're a commitment that you can't get out of, right? You have to fight people to get out of them. You have to oh, negotiate. Sure. There's always a ways to do things, but it's not cheap or easy or guaranteed, right? Yeah. So to your point, you're basically timesharing, you know what I mean? You're, you're entering in one of those adhesive contracts. <laughs> For a, for a period of time, and and look at corollary things like timeshares, and ask people. Go do a survey. How happy are you that you made this financial commitment on yourself ten years ago? Every one of ninety percent plus would say, but, but, "God, I wish I could get out of it." But here's the problem with that, though. You have to remember these companies are also playing into not just the greed of today of well, I'm going to get some money today just for being a homeowner. That seems like a good idea, but it's also plays into that human need. Not to look like an idiot when you've done something dumb. Yep. It's the Tide Pod thing. Why did more than one kid at a Tide Pod? Because nobody wanted to say they almost died from doing it. They said, oh, it wasn't a big deal. Like what? Like when the iBuyers first came out and started just hammering people and just taking equity like crazy, like everybody that ever sold to one of those people would tell you it was the greatest experience they ever had. Why? Because even when you show them the numbers, like you just lost 40 grand, they don't want to be like, oh, that was a bad choice. Because now they have to take the ego hit. Yeah, but they still know it. No, but it doesn't matter. They're going to they tell anybody that asks. They won't express yeah. it. They're going to tell anybody that asks. No, no, it was great because they don't want to look dumb. That's so why the, these so roll. That, exactly. So that becomes this perpetual domino rolling of stupidity. That's how this stuff gets started. Here's right? here's what I tell people all the time. I don't sell houses. I sell commercial. Right. Mm -hmm. My brother needed to sell his house in L.A. I have California license. I know how California works. I've sold houses in California. I get it. I said, here you go. There's three of the top agents. Go pick them. Well, no, Cole, we can put it for sale by owner. You can just handle and be done. I go, yeah, you could, but you're not going to get top dollar by not having it properly done by an agent. Mm -hmm. It might cost you five, 6%, but I guarantee you're probably going to get at least close to that out of that person, if not more, and not have all the headaches that you might screw up on something. I said a good agent is worth his commission yeah. left and right. And I yeah. think that's why we go back. And that's why I always tell people, if I'm telling somebody to go do it, I have more experience than 95% mm -hmm. of real estate people that hold their 
their license, yep. probably more than 99%. I've done everything weird as shit ever. I can comprehend <laughs> any real estate deal there is. We have done a $20 million deal with $0 changing, with Ferraris, with jets, stuff like that. Sure, yeah. We've done it all. I will still tell you, go hire a, a local agent and pay them their commission. Yeah, I agree. I do that all the time. And in the inverse with law, there's a lot of times I tell people they don't need a lawyer. Yeah. There's a lot. People call me up. I have a dispute over $3,000 and I feel like they're going to, so I want to, I want to hire a lawyer and I go, you want to pay a lawyer $3,000 over a $3,000 yeah. dispute. It's not worth it. You know, or 2000 or whatever. It's like, well, just go to small claims. You walk in and the judge hears everything and makes a makes decision. Sense. It's easy. Yeah. It's so easy. Go do that. Save your money on me. Go put it towards any ward of damages. If there is one against you, mm -hmm. maybe you get it to 1500. Right. And, because it makes business sense, right? <laughs> because you don't, why would you? Right. I mean, technically, they would need an attorney, but it's not worth the business and the money. We well, right? don't in small claims. No, you don't. But it would be nice to have one. Is what you're saying. Yeah. But business wise, you do. Now, when you're doing a, a three hundred thousand dollar house or a five hundred thousand dollar house or a, a lawsuit for three hundred thousand, you better know what you're doing. You know what? You, you know, I, here's a question, and this is something. And obviously, you don't want to do this. I know this, but I'm surprised there's not. There's not an attorney that just markets. I write nasty grams, <laughs> like for well, you'll get known for it. And then that's it for like yeah. 150 bucks flat. I'll just well, send a nasty gram I, to some I have like 30 templates. I do them for I do them yeah. for between 250 bucks and 500. Depending yeah, just, on what it is. just send a nasty gram. I do. It's demand. Level. Almost. I almost had you. Because I'm, I'm telling you, people tend to wake up with sometimes when they see that law yeah. firm name on it. Well, they do. But again, you don't want to be known as the guy that does the those. Nasty it, it, you have to also file suit. If you search my name in the Clark County, in the 8th Judicial District Court, right? If you search my name, it pops up. It just says in excess of 200 cases filed. Yeah. So my name has been in litigation in the eighth judicial district, I feel court. like my name's been in litigation. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, John's probably John's not more than the average lawyer. No, but then you look up some of these other attorneys, right? If I look you up and I don't, some of the guys on billboards, or whatever, you look their names up. Zero. Zero. They're, yeah. they're marketing firms, right? So if you're the kind of lawyer where you send me a nasty gram and I look up, who's that lawyer? And I go, that guy just gets paid to send nasty grams and then does nothing yeah. about it. I mean, that was just another waste of 250 bucks. Yeah. yeah. And there's the problem. There's the rub. Yeah. Well, and that's what, this, like, sometimes yeah. in business, sometimes you have to be the nasty boy and then do a lawsuit every once in a while, right? Just to show, hey, you can't. I know a guy that he'll sue you every time. And he goes, you know why, Cole? People stop trying to do stupid <laughs> shit. He goes, the problem Dude. is in business. He goes, you do five people do it. You don't go after all five of them. Then they get away and think, hey, you know what? Well, this can do we're it. Not going I, to do that I'm, we're, we looked at the other day. I'm 100 grand deep right now on uh, Mr. Mold, oh, yeah. as we told him, no more, man. We're not we're not settling this. We're fighting you to the death, and when we win, we're gonna hang your client with that bill. Yep. Did you get an offer of judgment? No. <laughs> Did a long time ago. We're gonna hang him for, I'm gonna hang these clients, I'm gonna hang his clients. I, I can't wait to do it, because there, there's no way, I mean, there's just no way any rational, I mean, I want a jury travel. Let's go on a jury if you wanna take it there. There's no way we lose this. It's just, it's so far outside of our scope to do inspections or know anything else. It just, it's crazy. So I'm just, I can't wait to get this to the end. Cause when I stick this on this jury, I'm, I'm not on the jury. When Fine. I stick this on his clients, I'm going to shout it from the rooftops. Yeah, I, I will too. Cause I'm in a case. Absolutely. I'm in a case with him rooftops. too. And I can't wait for you to get that verdict. I can't, yeah. I can't believe and, and the problem is I don't want to do this. 
Like these were our clients at one point, And I sent them a letter saying, look, you need to understand. We feel, I feel bad for what happened to you, but this guy has gone to the well for us just to get to our insurance way too many times. Yep. And I, and I'm, and I'm done with it. <laughs> so, so most anyway. of, most people don't realize you get stuck with the other people's attorney fees. <laughs> right? Yeah. If, 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 yeah, if you lose, there is yeah. an attorney fee provision in the residential purchase sale agreement. And there is also a way to do a fee shifting under the rules through an offer of judgment. Yeah. yeah. Which is what you, but other in a, people don't majority. realize in the American rule, you don't get the people say, I want my attorney's fees too. It's like, you're not entitled to them. Yeah, you no, don't get them. No. Unless it's by contract or by, but uh, a lot of times, a lot of these things can yeah. be in the contract, right? That's for why those I tell you, people for those, for those listening that don't know what that means. What is an offer in lieu of judgment? What is that? Co- so, so what it says, it's a very interesting tool and I don't see a lot of attorneys necessarily use it, but they should. It's, I say to you, John, this case is worth 10 grand. I'll pay you 10 grand today. You take an offer of judgment for 10 grand and we both go our separate ways. And you say, no, I want a hundred grand. From that point forward. I say, John, it's worth 10 grand. I'll give you the 10 grand. That's what it's worth. Mm -hmm. You say, no, pound sand, I want a hundred, I want this. Okay, great. If you don't get a dollar more than 10 grand, you have to pay for all the attorney fees I had to incur past that. So if you come back with a verdict and it's eight grand, it's fine, but you owe me every minute of attorney fee after that point now, you got to get moment. a judge to agree to it yeah it's it's, it's, not, it's not just an automatic thing yeah. but it does fee shift to oh, yeah. where now i have to file a motion for fees against you because you had an opportunity to resolve this yeah for 10 it turns out it was worth less than 10 yeah so you've created economic waste in the court system and all this judicial inefficiency by your inability to value your case appropriately speaking of you know what i will say i had some judicial efficiency yesterday Jury duty, buddy. Went oh, down yeah. there. Went down there. <laughs> called me. Went down there. Ooh, man. I get down there right you at ten. Get picked I, I get ten, no, even better. I get down there right at ten o'clock, right? And there's there's a still a line to get into where all the jury people are, right? And there's a bunch of people in there. So I'm in the line, line gets down. There are literally there's three people in front of me and then the door. Right. So here comes the the guy with the handing out stickers. He's got stickers yep. that say prospective juror and he's validating. He runs out of stickers with two people in front of me. And I'm like, okay. And he goes, he says, hang on a second. And he goes back in the room. I'm like, oh man, this is looking good. He comes out, he's going to come out and more stickers or come out and that's it. He walks out the door and he goes, everybody's still in line. You're excused. Make sure I get the corner of your paper. And I was like, yes, wow. validate me. And I'm on my way. So thank Look, I, I'm all about being American and things, but yeah. I mean, there's no good. It's like, there's no good time to have to sit on a jury, but this is a, would be a really bad time for me to have to sit on a jury. I recommend everybody do it though. People do see jury duty as this um this inconvenience but it is actually a very interesting way to participate in democracy and participate in the the legal system right Mm. now we all have lives to live we all have jobs we have all responsibilities but you know i've never been called for jury duty never never canadian i've been a citizen for they just figure he's gonna let everybody yeah. go well, he didn't mean to do it he looks yeah. like a nice enough guy there jeepers yeah. <laughs> i think i've only been a citizen for two or three years though so yeah maybe that's it so but if it, i get one it though, I'd be is winning. Polly shore's best movie ever what <laughs> okay Polly shore's one? best movie what is that have you seen, like, seen, have you seen jury duty there's no di- there's no i ain't seen no man no, what's amazing that's like saying i'm valedictorian of summer you know school what? there's Actually, no, no best movie <laughs> he's got better movies than adam sandler 
What? Uh, okay. That is jury bad. duty. Oh my god! Uh, you know Encino what? Man. I'm starting Biodome. Okay, look, look. Uh, oh my god! What's the son-in-law? I, I want to give oh, you an EQ man. test now. I think we should give you an IQ test on the air. This is just. Did you just say that? Yeah, it came out of his mouth. Happy Gilmore versus Billy Madison. Repetitively. I don't like Billy Madison. Happy Gilmore is good. Wow. Billy Madison, you really like it? Have you tried to watch that? Everyone likes it. No, not everybody, because I don't. Yeah, but you don't like Tom Hanks. Everybody likes Tom Hanks. <sighs> no, you'd be shocked that many people approach me and say, you're right. <laughs> you're right about this character, shocked Tom this. Hanks. <laughs> really? I, Jury I'm duty? Shocked. You didn't like it? I'm shocked by this, Colt. That's amazing that you. <laughs> I, I don't even remember it. That's how. That's how. Big Daddy. Non-memorable. Wedding singer. All right, so let's. Big li- Daddy. Right, you know what? Horrible. Right. Liddy, little Nicky. Worst movie ever that's made. Pretty bad. Little Nicky was a bad movie. I'll give you that. But dude, yeah. like Fifty First Dates, great movie. Oh, but Uncut okay, Gems, that's a good one. Uncut, Uncut Gems, Gems, great movie. Yeah, great movie. I mean, yeah. they, don't feel good about yourself. Yeah. You don't f- walk away feeling good about yourself. Kind of like, like, like movie. I, I, you know, I had to let go. Why of, you guys feel? I had to like let go of the Black Mirror one. on the treadmill because I'm like as good as I Just, felt about. No. Oh no, about the Black Mirror. That was interesting. All right, Colt, I'm ready for this. All right, here we go. What is emotional intelligence? Ready? Emotional intelligence is the ability to perceive, interpret, demonstrate control, and use emotions to communicate and relate to others effectively and constructively. The ability to express and control emotions is essential. But so is the ability to understand, interpret, and respond to the emotions of others. So this is basically where like you understand how other people are feeling and yet control your own emotions as well. Yeah. You, right. So I'm thinking for a pod person, this is going to really be the test of your programming there, chief. This is going to be, Colt, I think Colt is intelligent enough to be able to emotionally manipulate an EQ. You think he's going <laughs> to yeah. manipulate it? He's going to get the he's data? give false answers. This is, yeah, this is like. Because he's not a real psycho, because real psycho actually doesn't know. He beat it. Yeah, he could beat it because he's not okay, an we're gonna psycho. See what he, we're going to see what he does. Because like, I understand, I just don't care. <laughs> yeah, don't actually <laughs> care, right. care about well, it. Well, like, these... I know I should feel bad, but he just, <laughs> That's right. Chris just came in with a sad story, but I really didn't give a shit. Chris. <laughs> All right, well, here are the signs of emotional intelligence. Let's see how 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 many of these we think he has, and then we're going to give him the test. You ready? Some key signs and examples of emotional intelligence include the ability to identify and describe what people are feeling. Other than yeah, I can describe I, what yeah. they're feeling, but I okay, think out, they're idiots half the time. Outside, that okay, outside, a vet is mad at me. Okay, outside, she's going to kill me. Well, that's true. I guess that's true. Yeah, that's true. You better have your finger on the pulse of that one. That's that's life or death. I'm thinking. Oh, she'll yeah. Oh, she was not happy this trip. <laughs> okay, <laughs> an awareness of personal strengths and limitations. Yeah, I think you're pretty good at that. Good at that. Yeah, self confidence and self acceptance. I'll give you. An, I'll give you hundred there. I'll give you a hundred on the self-confidence. I don't know about acceptance. I think so. The ability to let go of mistakes. Yeah, it's a tough one for me. Tough one. That, mm-hmm. An ability to accept and embrace change. Uh, if it's worth the change. Sure. Okay. A strong sense of curiosity, particularly about other people. Yeah, not so much. <laughs> nah, that, no. This is the only one I'm thinking <laughs> yeah, so that, far. That, don't give it get there, yeah. to offer, But I'm really good at All right, pretending we, it. Well, okay, this is when we get into the, into the deep water here. <laughs> Feeling of empathy and concern for others. Zero. <laughs> Not zero. Showing Not sensitivity zero. to the feelings of other people. Very low. <laughs> That's tough one there. <laughs> Accepting responsibility for mistakes. I'll give yeah, you high yeah, with you. Go no, high there. I'll go there. The ability to manage emotions in difficult situations. I Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I was horrible killed. at that. What's that? I used to like Freak legit out. punch you in your throat. 
Like I was a guy, people would be, if they'd make phone calls just because they're afraid I'd just punch them. Yeah. Well, not nah, just All right. people deserve to get punched in the face. I, I think right. God, I wish we could do that. Well, here we go. You ready? All right. Here's the first question. Do you question. want me to, do you want me no, to? No, 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 no. I'm going to ask you the question because okay. if you just do it, then nobody will see what's happening. That's the, that Point makes a terrible podcast. podcast. We'll just sit here in silence <laughs> for 10 minutes while you take this test. Go ahead. Here we go. You're on an airplane, which suddenly hits extreme bad turbulence and begins rocking from side to side. What do you do? Do you, number one, continue to read your book or magazine or watch the movie, paying little attention to the turbulence? Two, do you become wary of an emergency, carefully monitoring the flight attendants and reading the emergency instructional card? C, do you do a little bit of both? Or four, I'm not sure, I've never noticed. I mean, I've been in turbulence a lot. I mean, there's time I'll look at the lady, but airplanes can hold so much i just keep going on yeah so would you say one or yeah, three? One. one i would say okay. one and get cool. annoyed by the person next to me crying my wife my <laughs> wife would be gripping okay. my hand to rip it off. one time i was flying in somebody did that to me they were a pilot that's how wild that oh, fight gosh. was yeah i'm a pilot so turbulence doesn't bother me yeah no it was into palm springs it was a wild that that one made me nervous if a pilot's pilot, doing that yeah. that would freak me out you, yeah yeah, when the pilot's like, oh, everybody, uh, oh no, uh, you know what? Can we Bill, the co-pilot, please come back to Bill, the co-pilot, please come back to the <laughs> no, a guy riding or guy riding back home. He did. He and he's like, sorry, I didn't know your hand was there. And then I moved it, and he grabbed again. And when we landed, the the plane, the pilot goes, thank God. Oh, God. <laughs> the the pilot flying the that's bad turbulence. That yeah, he goes, bad. thank God. That is bad. That's all he said. All right, next up, you've taken a group of four year olds to the park. And one of them starts crying because the others won't play with her. What do you do? Number one, you stay out of it. Let the kids deal with it on their own. Number two, do you talk to her and help her figure out ways in which to get the other kids to play with her? Number three, do you tell her in a kind voice not to cry? Or number four, do you try to distract the crying girl by showing her some other things she could play with? Is it my kid? I, yeah, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that last question. Or I just I, I kid, one of the kids. One hey, of the kids. Kid. I mean, kid. if it's not my kid, it's I'm like whatever. Um, I would try to talk to my kid and tell him how to figure it out. Right? No, it just says you've taken a group of four year olds, and one of them. It doesn't say it's your kid. Just one of them is excluded. Stay out of it. Yeah, I just stay out. Stay I out of it. Let the kids or, deal with it. it I would have said answered. too late. I, I know, but it. I would have said tell him not to cry. But it said a kind voice. Like that, <laughs> that's the part where you take that's umbrage. Where that's where you you take umbrage with yeah, the kind me up voice. on the kind yeah. voice. Okay, next one. Assume you had hoped to get an A in one of your courses, but you just found out you got a C minus on the midterm. What do you do? Do you sketch out a specific plan for ways to improve your grade? And resolve to follow through on your plans. Do you two resolve to do better in the future? Do you three tell yourself it doesn't really matter that much how you do in the particular course and concentrate instead on the other classes where your grades are higher? Or do you go to the professor and try to talk her into giving you a better grade? Oh, professor oh. talking. Yeah, professor all day. All for all day. I, that has nothing but regular television. My upper English classes, like I just didn't care about them. I got A's left and right just because I just go talk to the professor. She mm -hmm. loved me. What a I don't know, John. I think this test is uh, we're getting we're we're testing on. Here we go. Would you be answering with me? We're testing. I feel like you guys are. I would tell just the kid like me how to get. I would have kept on keeping on because I'm like I said I'm a pilot. I would have told the other kid, hey, maybe you should you know here's. I would have talked to the kid about ways he's going to play with you. I'd get talked to the kid about trying. If to it was my last one, I totally would have talked to the teacher about getting a better grade. That's what. If it was my kid, moving on, moving on. Imagine if you were an insurance salesman calling prospective clients. Fifteen people in a row have hung up on you, and you're getting discouraged. What do you do? 
Number one, call it a day and hope you have better luck tomorrow. Reassess what you are doing that may be undermining your ability to make a sale. Try something new on the next call and keep plugging away or consider another line of work. I mean, you just got to plug away if that's your job. I did that for a company out of value. I think, I think that's a bad question for salespeople. Two, two or three. I think you just try something new on the next call and just keep going. Yeah, you just keep going. Yeah, I mean, what you're mentally, doing. you have to. I would love to just like, fuck, I'm going to. Well, I think, I think people on. outside of sales, that's a better question. If yeah. you're in sales, you just understand that's the nature. Yeah, yeah. I, I may look, hey, may, am I delivering this too fast? Am I, am I doing something wrong? Yeah. I would just be like, all right, 15. Try, try something new. I'll get a couple yeah. more. That's when I walk in and say, Chris, you sound great on the phone. <laughs> Kind of amazing. <laughs> like, oh, oh, no, no. no what am I, what am so I doing? Amazing. All right, next one. You are a manager in an organization that is trying to encourage respect for racial and ethnic diversity. You overhear someone telling a racist joke. What do you do? Number one, ignore it. I'm like, <laughs> number one, no, do not. This is not my test. Don't cancel us no matter what he says. Number one, ignore it. It's only a joke. Number two, call the person into your office for a reprimand. Number three, speak up on the spot saying that such jokes are inappropriate and will not be tolerated in an organization. Suggest to the person telling the joke he go through diversity training program. Speak up on the spot. Yeah, I agree with that. You go, you go, what are you going with, Chris? Diversity uh, you know, training? it depends. It, it's one of those things that depends on the room. If it was somebody, I would say, hey, I may take them aside. You can't though. No, no, no. no. In I, work, I, you you've got to. Yeah, that, because maybe if everybody's got to see. Everybody has to see. Everybody you has react, to see yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Denounce it if there's a lot of people. If it's like you and you and you're both employees, I may take you both aside. Yeah, and I may go, hey, um, that's not appropriate here. But you if know. other people heard it, but if if one other person heard it, I would take them aside and be like, "Hey, I talked to him about that." I'm I don't assuming. Every, that, see, yeah. I assume I'm going with cold. I'm assuming everybody yeah, heard it. Here, yeah. I, I think it depends on how many people are in the room, though. If there's 15, you can denounce it. If there's two others, because I can go to them. I just I'm one of these people as a manager. I believe that the personal interaction is more valuable. So I would say to you, "Hey, it's not an appropriate thing. You know, you don't know the sensitivities of others. I know whatever." Then the other two people, I'd say, "Hey, I spoke to him about that." I don't think those jokes are appropriate yeah. in the for workforce, yeah. but I think there's a way to do it that's constructive depending on this. Or the, the, the spot, say, come on to my office. But you have to let everybody know, especially at work, right? That, that you're not. Right? Yeah, I, it's taken seriously. I, I, I had a situation today where one of our agents was interacting with one of our departments here at the company, and um, the agent was wrong. Mm -hmm. They were wrong. But the person that was running the department got back to them an email that I was BCC'd on trying to, quote, unquote, prove their point. Yeah. And uh, I immediately did two things. I called my partner and I said, hey, I need you to talk to this person because at the end of the day, whether they're right or wrong, our agents here are still our customers. Mm -hmm. They're our customers. And, and you know, we, we do, if there's going to be a conflict right. with one of them or something, if there is a point of contention, it needs to be handled by either you or I, not yes. by that department. Um, and then number two, so he went and talked to the person and then I went to the agent and I said, hey, by the way, I saw the email. I didn't appreciate how they spoke to you. That's so right. we, we dealt with we it. We dealt with it. But I, there was no That's BCC what in the middle of it. You yeah, can't yeah. talk to them. They were just both dealt with it separately. So I guess that makes yeah, sense. I worked at a law firm where one of the, um, I don't want to say secretaries or whatever, but one of the secretaries um, chastised me for something. And it was obnoxious. I stood by what I did. Another firm that I guess they referred business to was was being talking to me in a way I didn't appreciate. And I was like, hey, excuse me. Like, I, don't talk to me that way. Mm. And then they called up the secretary <sighs> and said, this guy's got an attitude. He said, I got it. And, and then she put in a, a firm wide email 
blah, blah, blah. We just had a, you know, blasting me. I emailed her separately going, excuse me, if you have a situation with me, you can address it with me. And then I got called in by, they're like, I should, everything is open around here. There's no secrets. I'm like, it's not about secrets. Yeah. All right. Bear with me. This was like lightning just hit my head. Uh-oh. You ready? So for those of you that are listening, obviously, look, Col- Colt and Connell are, are lovely enough to come and donate their time and have for a year and a half now in here. And I love it when our listeners send them business and do things. One of the problems with Connell is everybody wants to send him real estate paperwork work, which is not really what he wants to do <laughs> um, and not really what his law firm does. They do a lot of personal injury. So check this out. So we're trying to think up a jingle that we can run through the middle of the show in a specialty. So you got you to gotta niche it down. You got to niche it down. You ready? You're going to love this. Oh, no. He came up no, with a Check this oh, out. Here it comes. Me. Here it comes. I'm Here it comes. Chris Connell, the jujitsu lawyer. Did your instructor break your arm in a Kimura? Call Chris Connell. He'll be your lawyer. <laughs> I mean, that. Wow. That magic. is magic. It's jujitsu. Atter- it's magic. The problem is, I'm so bad at jujitsu. So many lawyers that are so much better at me than jujitsu. I do <laughs> not want matter. that handle. They no, don't know. That is they not the jujitsu lawyer. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but no absolutely not. I like Personal it. injury from jujitsu places. <laughs> No, that's no. an assumption of risk. I've actually <laughs> okay. had right. cases where this this girl, one of my clients, got her shoulder popped out by a, a former p- a police officer. I had to sue a police department because he like ripped her shoulder oh out. Suck it. All right. See, I'm just I'm just trying to help. Hey, all right. Keep, back keep to the test. Back he to did test, a great one for me when we were drunk in Newport. What was it? I don't remember what it was. Just turn to me and go. Have a leak. Need a peek. Call seven zero two roofing. <laughs> Oh I'd have, so have a leak. We'll take a peek. Yeah, so I, already, I already have a jingle though. What's the, what's the jingle? Car accident or you tripped in, fell. Dial C O N N E L L. Like that, right? Oh, my phone number seven zero two Connell. It's, it's literally I, my look, name. I expect you to go on Fiverr and have somebody jingle that up, <laughs> and we're going to dump it in the middle of the call. <laughs> and, I think, and I want you to go on Fiverr and have them jingle up the have a leak. We will come take a peek. Call seven zero two. Is every jingle in the world like that? Yeah, but they're amazing. They're memorable. It is. It is. Every kid in town is going to be singing it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. (laughs) I'll go to five. I'm going to get that that. done for next week. Yeah, me too, baby. Shake and bake. (laughs) Shake and bake. See, I need one for my new program they're doing, the Sell Now Simply. What is it? Sick of new realtors who are ugly and pimply. <laughs> no, no, simply, simply, yeah, nothing. Simply, anyway, moving simply. on. Move back to this test, Cole. You're not getting out of it. Back to the test. <laughs> you are trying to calm down a friend who has worked himself up into a fury at a driver in another car. Who do you imagine in your head immediately after this? My brother. Okay, got it. Who has worked himself up into a fury at a driver in another car who is out dangerously close in front of him? What do you do? Do you tell him to forget it? He's okay now, and it's no big deal. You put on one of his favorite tapes and try to distract him. Obviously, new wow, yeah, yeah new, new, new technology, test. new test. I'm surprised he didn't say CD. Uh, join him in putting down the other driver, but exaggerate your reaction. Of course, that's the answer. <laughs> Tell him about a time something like this happened to you and how you felt as mad as he does now. And then you saw that the other driver was on the way to the hospital emergency room. Oh my God. That's I mean, the is worst. there one that says, Hey, I'm in the car. Slow the fuck down so you don't kill me. No, there's not. So you either got to distract him with the tape. No, <laughs> you I wouldn't do any of those. Tell him to forget about I it. It's no big deal. Slow their ass down and take care of it when I'm not in the well, car. Well, you got you to gotta pick one. What are you most likely to it's do? Three. You got to be like, Look at this idiot. 
Yeah. Um, no, not no. not if it's a friend. Somebody. So what do you do? If it's a client, I would do that. What, what are you one. going with? You got to pick one. One. Don't forget, forget it. it. Okay. See, Don't I'm going to go, go with you got to act exaggerated to bring it up because when people are super angry, if you go angry where they are, yeah. if you get that angry with them, yeah. then you can bring them back down. Yep. But well, it's, totally God, it's super your, guy, blah, blah. you know what? Yeah, you, know what? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'm overreacting yeah, here. I'm really taking For work, 100%. But if I'm in a car with a Boyfriend, girlfriend, have with your boyfriend, yeah, whichever way you go, boyfriend. who cares? One of my boyfriends. Okay, then this question's for you too. You and, <laughs> and your boyfriend Steve. slash girlfriend <laughs> called. Oh, you moved that next thing. That's why I, was, I did. I saw it. You okay. and your boyfriend, girlfriend have gotten into an argument that escalated into a shouting match. And every time Better I get my girlfriend and Thursday boyfriend for together, Cole. yep. Anytime <laughs> I get those two together, it always turns into it. But go ahead, sorry. All right, turns who into gets a to shouting go first match. Is the In the heat of the moment, you are both making personal attacks that you don't really mean. What's the best thing to do? Number one, take a 20-minute break and then continue the discussion. Stop the argument. Stay silent no matter what your partner says. Say that you're sorry and ask your partner to apologize too. No. Stop for a moment, collect your thoughts, and then state your side of the argument as clearly as you can. Last one. Last, Last one. one. And then double down with a, a remark at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. And that's why your mom left you. <laughs> oh, God. <Asshole>. <laughs> and they... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh boy, you've been assigned to lead you've been assigned to lead a work group that is trying to come up with a creative solution to a nagging problem at work. What is the first thing you do? Number one, drop an agenda and allot time for the discussion of each item so you make the best use of your time together. Two, have people take the time to get to know each other better. Three, begin by asking each person for ideas about how to solve the problem while the ideas are fresh. Or four, start the brainstorming session, encouraging everyone to say whatever comes to mind, no matter how wild their idea is. Three. Three? Three? Yeah, right. ideas. Okay, next question. Imagine that you have a five-year-old son who is extremely timid. You, five, you do have a five-year-old. Four. Four. All right. Well, he's a year older, but he's not timid. He's not timid. No. By the way, if you see Colt's son coming four years old. And you got a girl. You better hang on to your girl because he's taking her. That's how it works. steal your girl. seen him Woo. on the beach. I can imagine. <laughs> oh, man. Beach bank. Beach, beach blanket. Bingo. That's oh, how it was. Man. Yep. All right. Sorry. Got right. you anyway, off. Right. Imagine that you have a five-year-old son who is extremely timid and has been hypersensitive about and a bit fearful of new people and places since he was born. What do you do? Do you accept the fact that he is shy-tempered and think of ways to shelter him from situations that would upset him? Do you take him to a child psychiatrist for help? Do you deliberately expose him to lots of new people and places so he can get over his fear? Or do you engineer an ongoing series of challenging but manageable experiences that will teach him how he can handle new people and places? Expose. Expose them to people. So you got, which one is that? Three? Three. Three. Yeah. So you, you got deep in and you got, you got weighed in. You going deep in? Have you ever seen uh, uh, what, the accounting? Yeah. Yeah, you got to just expose Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Right in the deep end. All right. Not a huge fan of his either. For, <laughs> for some time now, you've wanted to return to playing the musical instrument you learned to play when you were younger. You've finally gotten around to practicing again, and you want to make the best use of your time. What do you do? You hold yourself to a strict practice time every day. Do you choose plate pieces that stretch your abilities a bit? Do you practice only when you are really in the mood? Or do you pick pieces that are far beyond your current ability, but that you can't master with diligent, or that you can master with diligent effort? Practice when you're in the mood. Practice when you're in the mood. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this oh, here we go. Here comes his EQ test result. Out of 200, Colt scored a 60. <laughs> <laughs> Not so good. Two stars, it says. it says. Two 
<laughs> I just, feel like you guys all show, agreed with me. Just to show you at home. Literally agreed with Just to show you at home. There it is. There's the six. There's the six. Here, let me, let me get yeah, a zoom yeah, but, on this. Yeah, but first Watch off. It just to prove. There it is. There's the 60 right there. This first is off, not good. 10 questions. Poor scenarios. This is literally the least listen, listen, accurate okay, examination. Listen, listen, listen. Here's the point. I was shocked it was that high, to be honest. <laughs> I just scored a 60 on a test, and you're telling me it's the wrong test? That's the right test. No, friend. because I don't think anything, because when you actually look at the psychology of emotional intelligence, yes, sitting there and pandering to all these things, because you're not necessarily doing the emotionally intelligent thing. No. Right? Well, you, like, going. These are terrible questions. Trying to music, if you, look, if I want to do something for work, or right. to make myself better, great practicing music then i would go after harder bigger things practicing a keyboard well the answer to that what would be most intelligent keyboard, would be to take pieces that you're interested in that would slightly stretch your ability i could tell you the emotionally correct of course answer but the problem is they're not tailored to like any real world of course well here, here's the thing let's because colt obviously you need some improvement yeah yeah, I love you just I love you just the way you are. Appreciate but you, it, guys. you need a little bit of improvement there. So let's give you some <laughs> tips. And if you're listening at home, if you've also if you agree with Colt on all of these answers, um, you should probably be registered with your local police station or something, but <laughs> just so we know where you are at all times. But or just give me a call, we'll go have a beer. Or just call Colt and you can not care about each <laughs> we'll other go, in person. We'll go have a beer <laughs> you know? and not talk to each other. Sit at the opposite side <laughs> of the bar. Just, Smoke a cigar. That's why you like cigars. Yeah, right? yeah, and just and just leer at each talk. other. Just, when people bug me, I'm just like yeah. you can sit on opposite ends of the bar and just seethe at each other. <laughs> just gonna look at you and just stare at each other. That's what I'm gonna do. I love people watching. Dancing <laughs> ever. All right. So here is your uh, your tips for improving your EI. Number one, listen, Colt. You got to listen. If you want to understand what other people are feeling, the first step is to pay attention. Take time to listen to what people are trying to tell you, both verbally and non-verbally. Their body language can carry a great deal of meaning. When you send someone is feeling a certain way, consider the different factors that might be contributing to their emotions. Which of you, those questions required you to listen? Yeah. Nothing. None. But let, let me ask you this. There, you have two lives, right? Like you have your work salesperson and then you're at home. I will listen to what people say for work because I need to because that's what it is to get a paycheck. If I'm not making money off of you... <laughs> And don't have invested interest into so, what you're feeling. I don't oh, give a shit. It's only so much I could defend you over. <laughs> no, but it's like, you know, like, oh, I, yeah, of man, course. I, I hope that jingle is really catchy. I, I, but do I care that, oh, I went here, the food was garbage or whatever? No, I don't care. Yeah, I no, don't care Cole, I, that you do that. I miss right? you so much. I miss I, you so so. But do you much. guys, you guys are the same as me. You just won't say. I know you don't. <laughs> I totally shit. admit it. I, I was lockstep with you with every one of those questions because those are terrible questions. Bad test to do a real emotional quotient exam. It you needs need the to book. Be like a hundred questions. Yeah, there, there's a questions book. There, there, there's or, a yeah. book. There's a book that has a test. It'd probably like, be the same book. thing because I'll answer, answer them honestly. It, it, yeah, and knowing me personally, I'm probably not the most amazing. There's there is a small group I truly care about. Yeah, sure. If you're an acquaintance <laughs> of me. But that doesn't mean you're I, not emotionally intelligent. Yeah, no. That's the problem. I'm yeah. intelligent that I just don't give a shit. Right, I emotionally don't give a shit. There's a well, difference. That, I'm not even going to bother to read the emphasize section or the, or the empathize section. I think we're going to go ahead and let that one go. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll let that one go. Mm. Like I reflect on stuff. Yeah. I, I do a lot of stuff. There's just a difference between okay, but here, truly okay, caring and not. Like if you tell me your kid has cancer, I will sit there and pray and do what 
ever because I do care about situations sure, like sure, that. Of course. Okay, if you're well, sitting there complaining well, to me because your girlfriend's on. cheating on you, though, that's your fault. But let me help her. <laughs> let, let, let me. Let me. Let me. Shouldn't <laughs> freaking. You should have been a better boyfriend. Let me. Let me. Let me spray a rainbow on your on your cloud. Cole. Fucking you love rainbows. Should have been a better boyfriend. <laughs> You got cheated on. It's your fault. It's your fault. You gaslighting son of a bitch. Maybe maybe lose a little bit of weight, huh? <laughs> What's the last time you would? Anyway, Colt, I'm gonna I'm gonna emerge a rainbow out I of your rainbows. out of your black cloud. So Here it comes. Ready? So here's some bright sides. So people that have fewer emotional skills, this is some issues with them. Ready? Research suggests that people with high emotional intelligence may actually be less creative and innovative. I totally agree. That, have you ever heard the thing of give the person that hates their job or le- wants to work less the hardest, you know, oh. task, right? Because they'll yeah. make it the easiest. Well, I well, truly believe that. <laughs> like, think, what, what do you think Steve Jobs' EQ was? Yeah. Incredibly low. He didn't Zero. Zero. He, can, oh. he didn't care about his own daughter. He didn't care about anybody. But he made a wicked tablet. Yeah. <laughs> eh. Diddy, Samsung. Oh, here we go again. Samsung is better. Diddy making good tablet. Anyway, the next thing: highly emotional, intelligent people have a hard time delivering negative feedback for the fear of hurting other people's feelings. When I walked in, he did the same thing to you. Give me honest feedback. Oh yeah, about something you were doing. Yeah, I will give you honest feedback because it does. Like this lady, we're perfect example. We're in Hawaii. It's expensive. These restaurants are nice. Expensive. I asked for water three times. I finally go, this is the fourth time I'm asking you for water. Yeah. Shouldn't have to ask you for water. And everybody's just staring at me. I go, this is like the number one thing you can't do as a waitress. Because she's young, right? Like, I'm trying to help you to make more money in life, right? It's like the same thing. If you have a pimple on your face, call tell the person they have a pimple, right? Yeah, like, or something, something in your teeth. teeth yeah. Or you do smell. A favor. Yeah. I was at a brokerage once. There was a guy that just wouldn't put deodorant on. No one would tell them. They finally came to me and go, you'll tell them. Yeah, I'll tell them. It's costing them money. It's costing yeah. them a lot yeah. of stuff. This Why is would how, you not? And I know that's true because of your five senses. You wanted to give up sense of smell no. because people oh. stink. <laughs> We're still- Airport. You know what's funny? Somebody dude? kept farting on that goddamn plane. <laughs> to, oh, this, so to this day, like randomly, I'll still, somebody will still comment on that, on that oh, post. I thought you were going to say you still smell. hold your breath no. when you walk by people. people no, people still comment on funny <laughs> that is when they find that, that little, that snippet of you saying yeah. people stink and you But they do, breath. right? Like I would hope you would tell me if I stop I would. or, you know, it doesn't say, help. Hey, you're you're going to get yeah. cheated on. Yeah. Your boy, that's why you got cheated on right there. Because she <laughs> puts deodorant on. <laughs> no, but I mean, you do because if you care, right? Sometimes kindness isn't, or sometimes um, with the helpfulness isn't kindness. Oh, you know, to be Most kind. Time, right? Sometimes being kind, though, you know, what is that whole thing? Nice what? and kind, sorry. Uh, nice. You, being kind and being nice are two different things. Yeah. Right? Being kind is I generally want to help you. Help you. Like, care. I'm kind. I want to, it's more kind to tell you you have spinach in your teeth you know then it is not yeah it's not maybe it's nice because it's not nice as a connotation of everything has to be up you know it has to be delivered in a way that's not negative in any sense people get embarrassed when you do that oh yeah i'm like look i had a great story about that like you got spinach (laughs) in your teeth did does that make you a bad person did you did you go out and rub spinach all over your teeth it's like no yeah did you purse it's it's incidental yeah. to life. I'm letting you know that so you don't find out later. Yeah. Uh, dude, when I was in college, me and my me and my roommate Jim Bloomquist were at a place called CPA downtown in Tallahassee. It was a club. We're hanging out at the bar, right? And these two super hot girls are across the bar. 
And this girl, they're kind of, the kept, girl kept looking over at me, looking over at me and kind of giggling. I'm like, yeah, what's up? You know, and this is, this is looking good. Right. And all of a sudden, man, they make a break for it. They come straight at me and I'm like, okay, it's game time. This is why we play the game. This is why we took a shower today. Here we go. This is why we're, we're doing this. Here we go. And uh, the girl walks over and she kind of leans into me. She goes, Hey, and I said, Hey, she goes, I just want to tell you your zippers down. I don't think your buddy's going to tell you. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. Yeah, so kind. You didn't say, but hey, I did exactly that on purpose. Yeah, kind but not yeah. nice. Didn't make it feel good. Kind but not nice. But it was kind. It was kind. Did not make me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> did not make me feel See, good. See, my, my but, ego would have been like, oh, yeah, I know what she's looking at now. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but think about things like that. Don't you think that those banal sort of little just common human maintenance things, if they get missed, people always seem like they are reluctant well, her, reticent to tell you stuff like that but it's like you, your zipper came down maybe maybe it wasn't latched because you know zippers will, yeah. won't come down if they're yeah, up yeah. so maybe it didn't that's not like a that's not a human fault but people right? take fault right like people yeah. take yeah, that but, so but personally her, but her kindness created a negative core memory for me because i still remember that well, i don't yeah. remember a lot of what happened in tallahassee when God, i was I there hope, but i remember that i don't want nothing but good things to happen to that kind <laughs> yeah. woman i know yeah, like go. i I, I hope she's fat. I gave a referral to somebody I hate you. <laughs> and this person was legit trying to cancel the deal before because of one little mistake. And I, so I called the guy, I go, look, I'm not trying to get in on your deal. I referred it off. Just, I just want you to know you're about to lose. Like it was like $20,000 commission. Right. I go, they're pissed over one thing. And instead of saying, thank you, you know, I'll go fix that and let, oh, fuck you, fuck them, blah, 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 stay out of my deal. I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to tell you. They're calling and telling me yeah. they're going to. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff, if you can't take that as a person, you're never going to get better in life. And it's only going to cost well, you, A, yeah. money, and B, friends. And C, it could cost you, you know, a girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. If, if, well, had a we, lot of we, attorneys do that. Well, we talk about we talk about this, and we're joking about it like it's funny the EQ. But the reason it is important to at least understand this stuff is because you need to be able to read a room. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. And I know, and we all know people that just cannot read a room. That just like they will, you know, those people that start talking, and it's almost like, like I love when people tell a shitty joke. Like, like they try to quip in on something and it wasn't funny. So nobody laughs. So they just assume that it, they must not have heard me. So they tell it again. <laughs> you know, those people, they're, they're like, did you guys not hear what I said? Sheep, I said stripper. <laughs> hey, hey, stripper. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, still not funny. I mean, that's, that's not having the ability to read the room. And I think having the ability to understand how other people are reacting specifically to you is a skill that you need to invest in. So even if you're not going to practice this or give a shit as our good friend Colt says, you need to understand it because you need to understand how to read body language emotion and all of those things coming off people because how you leave them feeling or how they were, how they respond to you has such a dramatic effect on your business, on everything, everything. your well, entire life. You know, that whole thing about, I mean, literally my point was about what I'm about to say right now. And I just did it to you. Um, if you go in and you do that whole thing where you just listen to somebody and let them just talk and ramble on, <laughs> just keep of talking. the greatest, oh my God, we had the best conversation oh together. My God. It was just Colt talking to me. The, uh, not you, you you're not like that. You're not a talker like that. But I'm just saying, you meet those people, right? And you're just, uh-huh. 
Dude, uh-huh. mm-hmm. actively listening. So you do some active listening. You do whatever. They talked for forty five minutes out of the forty seven minutes you were together, and you it was the best conversation they've had ever. I was, I was sitting next to a guy that was having a date, and that's all he did. Yeah. And I was I legit was going to go and then what happened and, then and what happened? say, hey man, you just ruined this date because they already says first date and everything. Like you're talking way too much, right? And you have to read stuff like I. I know when to read. I just don't care to change certain times. Mm-hmm. Like there was a small little deal someone needed help with. They go, can you go meet with this guy? Sure. Can you do it in an hour? Cause I'm there. Cool. I'm go, I'm in my suit, a tie, whatever. I show up. It's a farmer. Okay. I'm like, cool. Talking guy. We're just chit chatting. And at the end of it, I walked out, I go, Hey, that's better suited for you than me. Because not that he was a farmer. He just was taking everything and saying, well, I got to talk to my mom. I got to talk to my mom and I don't have time for that yeah, stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so I sat there, I go, he respected me and liked what I had to say. He doesn't care for me because I didn't try hard enough for him to, mm-hmm. I go, so go get that deal. No, no, you're better for it. I go, go get it. It's such a small deal. I'll help you. The guy won it three months later. The fi- guy finally called the guy that was asking me for help. And he goes, Hey, so here's the deal. They really like you. Um, but they want me to do the deal. And I go, dude, I told you three months ago. That's what I told you. And you almost lost. I mean, it wasn't a big deal, but it was still tens of thousands for that. That's when you do the Ricky Roma. You say, say, my my wife says I have have three days to cancel the contract or whatever. (laughs) Jim, look at me, Jim. It's me. It's me. It's It's just you and I here. (laughs) We'll talk about Kettleworth. (laughs) Your job is to help us. (laughs) What is that off of? Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Ross. Not to fuck us up. You child. (laughs) No, no. No, no. But yeah, no, just, and if you do find yourself in a situation where you're on a first date and your date's saying nothing, or you're in a business meeting and the other people aren't saying anything, the best thing I've seen you you can do is probably go, hey, I I was getting a little excited. I'm probably talking a little too much. I haven't heard what you have to say about it and just defer Defer and then fall back. And if they have literally nothing to say, probably a shitty conversationalist. Yeah. If they kind of pipe up and appreciate that, then they're probably somebody you can spend time with. Well, it's, it's funny talking about the, the listening to other people and they say, it's great. Noel Bowman, our buddy is the master of that. I don't know how many parties I have where at the end of the party, somebody will come up to me like, you know, I really liked, I love that Noel guy. What does he do? Because <laughs> yep. he never tells anyone what he does because the conversation is never about him. Yep. And I, I cannot even begin to say how many times that, 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 that somebody said that to me, yeah. which is nuts. All right. Well, I think that's probably a good place to stop uh, for today. So we know what we've established today that, that, you know, people are starting to steal from the American public. Realtors are not the bad guy. Maybe you should listen to us when we tell you stuff. Colt officially a pod person and uh yeah connell <laughs> 60 was high connell doesn't like my jingle but you know if you if somebody if you, if you need some loving you need some uh you get in a car wreck or you tripped and fell dial c-o-n-n-e 702 connell i have a great story about getting that number it involves multiple crackheads with different burner phones where my name the number for my name just so happened to be cycling through burner phones and I finally tracked one down it was like a malaysian company and all i had to do to get my phone number name was go to Walmart and buy a burner, and they linked it in. Walked over right to T-Mobile. Ten minutes later, ported it on my phone. That was it. That was. It, it took nine months because it was a new That's burner, a, some new account all the time. And I some guy's trying to sell me roofing, but he wants a lot of money out of it. Oh my Ro- god, seven hundred two roofing. 
That's your number, isn't it? Well, it's no, it's not. That's, that's a my, website. That's my company name. But 702 Roofing is an actual phone number. How? So don't call it because I'm not paying the guy what he wants right now. How much do you want? I gotta, I gotta, I gotta tell you that that Colt. I'm just gonna be honest with you. That might be a branding mistake, my friend. Because no, when you I, say 702 I so Roofing, too. I assume that's I assume the phone that's number. the phone number. Yeah, right. I'm assuming. No, it. I, I've been trying to work it for a couple months. Yeah, like if, if I caught yeah, it, I, I literally thought that was the number, and I'm like, way to go getting that number. Yeah, because if my number, yeah. if I had a website called 1 800 Real Estate, I'd I probably have it. But yeah. 702 is just the area code of people don't realize of yeah. Las Vegas. Yeah, they do. Uh, right. Thanks for not coming back from Hawaii, talking about brother, like uh, the eight oh eight brother. brother. No, I know so many Got people they do that. They go to, oh, hey, brother. To there's a lot of shockers. There's yeah. a lot of brother. Shot bra. brother. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. Anyway, there was two guys on the plane talking. About <laughs> did they have the? Did they have the Jamaican braids? The howlies. There was howlies. one guy that walked in, total white guy. How the Jamaica? Uh, How's it? Thing, the cornrows, uh, the braids. He had the flag on his head. It was good dude, for you, man. You know what? Just live your life. Live your, li- live your live best your life. life. Whatever. Live Just do life. it. You're gonna die one day. Nobody cares. Just do whatever makes you happy. See, no one cares. Chris is on the same. <laughs> Nobody level cares about you the way you do. No, absolutely. Like it. So just do what makes you happy. Do what makes you happy. Yeah. All right, cool. We're gonna call it a day there. Uh, if you're listening to us on whatever streaming service you're on, make sure you give us a five star review. Subscribe to us. Give it. Hit the notification button. Make sure there. If you're watching us on the YouTube, same thing. And uh, until then. Connell, if they want to find you, how do they find you? 702 Connell, ConnellLaw.com. Okay, for all of your personal injury needs. Personal injury accidents. needs. I do real estate and business too, but you know, like the uh the, the, the thing I like to do more than anything is negotiate with insurance companies. There you get go. people good results. There you go. And then Colt, how do they find you? Colt Amadin on Instagram. On Insta. I don't give out my my cells out there if you need it really. <laughs> And of course, you can always find everything about me at the John Gafford. And we will see you back on our podcast next week. Thanks, guys. Hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com where we'll share any links that we have things we talked about on the show, as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at thejohngafford. I'm here. Give me a shout.